0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Bible Escapes and Discussion. Today, I am joined by Geordie-based photographer and publisher Al Palmer. Good evening, Al.
1: Hello. How are you doing?
0: I'm very well, thanks. And yourself?
1: I'm good, thank you.
0: Good stuff. We're obviously just talking about the football just beforehand, but uh, your your local team weren't one of the, the the chosen six, so you'll you'll be in the good books with the rest of the Premiership at the moment.
1: I get the gloat and wind every one of on them who <laughs> supports the big teams.
0: That's it. There's always got to be some benefit with, with supporting one of the weaker teams at some point in life. There's not many of them, no. <laughs> oh, that's very true. So tonight, we're, uh, or today, we will be um, having a good chat about Al's publishing side, which is Brown Owl Press, of which um, I've got quite a few books from, uh, including the likes of Ian Sargent, some of Al's own work, and also Brian D- David Stevens. But before we get into talking about that, Al, it would be great for you to give us a bit of a background and introduction to your work, both your photography side, but also from the publishing acts aspect as well.
1: Okay, um, I'll start with Brownell Press. It started in 2013, in August. I'd had the idea for a few years previous, um, yep. inspired by the likes of Café Royale, yep. Alex Oath's uh, Little Brown Mushroom in particular. Yeah. Um, and that year, I'd happened to go to New York. Um, I was exhibiting some of my work there, and I saw uh, Ron Jude's a books. That was yep. a big... Uh, a big nudge, and um, he was uh, Session Press, which right. is a Japanese, but Japanese publisher but based in New York. Um, yeah. and so then when I came back, I actually drew the Brownell Press logo in a coffee shop in Hawaii,
0: right? Um,
1: <laughs> as, you, as you do, as you do. I spent uh, some quite a few weeks there and um, I sort of planned it all out. Like, yep. uh, i drew up a short list of photographers i thought i might be able to contact yeah um some that i knew some that i didn't came home and used my own photos a series called flood of sunshine yep um as a sort of as a test case um, Good. very much the um first thing i did so looking back at it it's kind of i can say a lot of mistakes but i think the work holds up and i'm quite glad that was the first press yeah. title um i mean i think one of the advantages was i didn't quite know what i was doing yeah um i went in a bit blind uh uh my, I'm quite um isolated in the northeast um nice. there, there is a slight photo scene but i tend not to be the most social of people um and so i'm isolated by by my location yeah so um that freed me up to think of vinyl press in an international way. Yes. Because with scenes they're quite light. Uh, it's still it's not um, impossible to ship them pretty much anywhere in the, the world for a, a yeah. relatively small fee. Yes. You you get into heavier books and then you you need to deal with distributors and that yeah. kind of thing, which adds a level of headache and uh, it does eat into. Uh, the margin of each book. So you need yep. to think of the financial constraints yes. involved there. Yeah. Um, after Flood of Sunshine came out, it seemed quite popular. Um, I then put a call out on Twitter for other photographers. Yeah. And there was two French photographers, uh, Julia Guardino and Michelle Nguy, who I did not know at all. Yeah. contacted me with some work they did together um was called the uh, junior poly uh right. young and restless okay and, and i started working to design a scene for them very good cool. which did quite well um it, to, to this day that not people i know very well me, me dealings with them have been pretty minimal yeah um but that uh, the work's fantastic and i think maybe maybe that distance helped because it helped us uh, work out how the set a relationship up in a i'm not an employer but it's very much a different dynamic to a collaborator
0: yes
2: yep
1: um so it's not a 50 50 effort split it's it's a bit different to that yep um from there have we published i use the royal we uh from there (laughs) we published uh our 22nd 21st and 22nd titles last month right yeah which is oblivion one and two by tyrone williams yeah um yeah so that's how i got there from here um my own photography i was a fine art student i painted all right okay in the second year of the course it was a course trip to barcelona and was in the modern art museum saw an exhibition by a photographer whose work i didn't recognize called robert frank right yeah i knew what i was going to do then before yeah. my work's not particularly like robert frank yeah it was that sort of singular vision that made yeah. me realize that photography was the way i could speak yes um and i just got like obsessed with trying to form my own vocabulary out of square square sure. like captures it's- of time um yeah
0: Fascinating, yeah. Very good, yeah. So obviously, you've uh, you've been successfully publishing for a number of years now with Brown Owl Press. Um, I've got certainly four or five of of your books, and I've got uh, I, I've got your latest ones actually in my my wish list, which is as you can probably imagine, mm-hmm. quite extensive. And um, so, when when you're approaching it, what what sort of work is it you're what sort of work? Do you have a particular theme or a particular style that you're looking for when when you're looking to to bring out new publications?
1: Um, I've always said I focus on the narrative, but I think yeah. looking truly at it, I think um, I think it's just this like magical thread I need in the work. I think it needs yeah. to be like I increasingly realise how fascinated I am by the idea of like how do I get here from there okay if yeah the, if the yeah. photos don't do that um i'm not drawn to particularly literal things yep so unless it's something that fits into an interest of mine i tend not to care too much for documentary work okay um i think the only difference is that i quite happily publish anything on like music scenes that i'm invested in yeah quite a, a huge record nerd Yes. Um, and and uh, anything involved in probably fighting, sports, boxing, muay thai, kickboxing, MMA. So I've uh, kickboxed for many years. Right, okay. Um, so if, they, if if there was documentary work that I saw that fell in that wheelhouse... Yeah, some, of those, something
0: that's got a, a direct connection to you then, yes.
1: Yeah. So I could, I, I mean, as much because I could be like a barometer of reality. Yeah. Um, yes. If it was, I don't know, if someone was... Doing documentary work on ballet or um, flower arranging or something, I wouldn't have. It's not that I wouldn't trust the photographer, it's just I couldn't quite tell how, like, there might be something there that would annoy me if I understood the subject matter
0: yeah okay yeah i can understand that 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 kind of makes yeah a lot of sense in terms of if it's very specific documentary Mm. it's really and that makes sense you have to have an understanding or a knowledge about the subject matter to know that it all works as you you say if it's very much about the narrative and the storytelling then then it can be a variety of subjects because there's a there's a there's a given story that's been told through the work
1: exactly um so i always like to think sort of quiet little stories it doesn't really matter so much this yeah but it's not that it's a matter but um i'm not i don't think story first i just think like flow like the. yes i, I yes. guess i look at it in quite a poetic way
0: yeah and and when you're when you're looking to publish new work how, how do you, how, I suppose, how do you seek? How do you source the work? Do you put call-outs on social media? Do you follow various photographers, take recommendations, or or is it a combination of all? It's, it's really, because you, you see, I see quite a few people who are maybe putting call-outs for new work or submissions online. I'm just very interested to see how how you approach it as well.
1: Um, All of the above, really. Yeah. Um, Early on, Funnel Press accepted submissions. Yep. Um, I think I did it quietly at first I didn't ask for too many yes and then I would just get uh, there was one summer where I just received so many submissions <laughs> where I agreed to do lots of things and it, I, I just agreed to too much work
2: Yes yes this
1: is very much mo- this isn't a part-time thing it's like a micro time thing yes I don't, yep. I don't spend a lot of my time on brown press yeah because it doesn't make. Much money, um, yeah, um, and I found a like an amount of time that I can spend on it that I'm happy to spend, an amount of money that I'm happy to. Yep. So if I promise too much, to too many people, yes, grinds it grinds to a halt. Um, when I, there was that summer where I, I accepted a lot of work, I mean, like all of it was top draw stuff, yep. um, which it. Therein lies the problem that I see so much good work that I think, ooh, that's good. I I just can't do it. There's only so many. uh, Yeah, I've only put three titles out a year. Yes. Uh, That's not much. Um, I could, if I spent, you know, if I spent double the time on it, possibly I could put twice the amount of stuff on it, but I have a busy life.
0: Um, Yeah, other things to do.
1: Yeah. And like this is, Brown Press isn't an extension of my own work. Yep. So yeah. I don't like the two eating into each other's time. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I, I set an amount of time aside for art. And I, I say that if I'm not pressing my own stuff, there's got to be a 60-40 split. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter which way it goes, but it can't swing yeah. too far each yes. way.
0: Um, that makes sense. It's, it's nice to have a good balance between what you do for yourself and what you mm. do for, for your, for, for right now Press. To be honest, I probably need to implement a similar split for the blue escapes and what I do myself, because Definitely. I think, I think in the last, six months i've done very little a uh, personal work in fact very very little but at the same time i kind of recognize well there's a there's a maybe additional time required to get it up and running and yeah. then it's a case of right okay well at some point something's got to give because as you see you, you want to be doing both you don't want to be taking over your life
1: exactly um because i'm not to do it um a lot more efficiently because yeah. the, the worst thing is to jump in and assume that the more I work, the better it gets, and then sometimes you need to be working a lot smarter. Um, you know, if you if you set yourself an hour to send emails, that's great, but if you could have sent the emails in quarter of an hour, then you've just messed around for forty five minutes. Absolutely, that's, that's smart work. And I mean, I am horrendous at replying to emails, so that's probably not the best. Uh, uh, that I must owe a million people a million emails. <laughs> Um, I promise they're coming at some point, everyone. Um, <laughs> but uh, with regards to the submissions, um, now it tends to be I know that many people in the photo world that I'm probably only a step away, or like one person away from any other person in the yes, yeah. So I, I can probably pretty much pick and choose what I put out, yeah. Um, I haven't really had any submissions that massively stand out yeah recently but by that token i don't put a call out yeah yeah Um, but some of that is i like to see a lot of photographers will just send like a blanket project out to every every publisher. uh, publisher and hope that someone takes a chance on them and i try to give the advice that they like, find the publisher that's right for you yeah, like absolutely. it's it's not just about what brownout press can do for you what can you do for brownout press it has to be a symbiotic relationship yeah because otherwise you might as well put it out yourself or yeah. you're just using my marketing arm i'd use that term pretty grandly yeah. Um, yeah. you're using yeah. my mail list and social media reach yeah when I, I want it to be a little bit deeper than that
0: yeah well absolutely and the thing is i i, I see it from buying from i i, I as much as i enjoy <clears throat> as much as i i like to support as many publishers small and large as possible and um, i think if you don't it's it, when i always go into my website when i always go into the website to look down the list of publishers i'm always amazed at the number of publishers that I actually hmm. Have because I sometimes think I'm only seem to be buying from these publishers at certain times. But yeah, you as you say, you touch on a very good point. It's if you're sending something out to just every publisher, you've actually got to be clever about it because there's certain work that works well with certain publishers. If you look yes. at yourselves, if you look at Cafe Royale books, there's no point in sending out something that's a 200-footed big color, huge, big steel thing yeah. to cafe royal books whereas when everything they do is primarily yeah. black and white 24 32 pages a5 size and and likewise and so on and so on so it's it does actually it's it's find the right publisher that suits your body of work people have got different subject matters i would say um certainly the field notes from another place press it's quite very documentary style so if you're going to send yep. something that's not that style well you've got to think it's maybe not the best fit whereas someone else yourselves or one of the other publishers could be a better fit so yeah i think it's a I think it's a very valid point you make there
1: yeah um yeah i think a little bit of research goes quite a long way yeah um, i always try to have quite a um open door with people asking for advice um yeah. i've it's something i've quite enjoyed over the years when people just, or putting a zine together, they, maybe they're going to self-publish it, maybe they're going to um, uh, send it around some publishers. Maybe they're not right. going to really do much other than print a copy. Yes. But, um, I, I quite like giving advice and maybe I guide people a little bit because there's not really any one guide. It's mm-hmm. something I've thought about. If I had better skills with the likes of YouTube just doing a how to make a zine guide, yep. um, yeah. I still might. Um, I I did a throwaway comment on Twitter the other day saying, uh, yeah, would anyone like to watch a video of my zine process and halfway through me uh, shouting out loud and deleting the file? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um but i i I don't think we're doing a little little pdf that could be be downloaded from the website that's probably yeah i i
0: I think all these things and it's 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 a a lot of it can be just to be technical bits and pieces as well the technical information which i'm sure we'll come on to talking about Hmm. that is, is something everyone's very familiar with using lightroom affinity or whatever it is they use for doing their photographs but when you get into a bit of publishing software and having to lay things out it's, it's, it's slightly different than the, than the print module in lightroom unfortunately and um, so so when when you're when you're getting involved in a new project what stage do you like to get involved in do you because i know some people some people maybe send their work to a, or if they're working with a publisher they maybe send it to the publisher once it's all been shot mm. or they get involved before they've started shooting it or halfway through and i'm just interested to know what sort of approach do you take? is? Are you up front or are you later on or where?
1: Um, most stuff that I've been sent has been completed work or right. not completed them on the final hurdle. Yep. Um, currently working on, on the very, very early days of a book were Andreas Olsen, who right. that I think some of that work's not shot yet.
2: Yep, okay. So
1: that, that's quite interesting. Um, but I'm not guiding them so I'm not sort of project yes. managing yeah. the work. I just, I love Andres's work and he's a pal, so yeah. um, we will see how that goes. Very but good. I probably won't start work on the book proper until it's all done. Yes. Um, I tend not to give a massive amount of um, like advice on individual photos. Yeah. Um, there's been a, a few times where it's been the case, but Generally speaking, the completed projects that I get given. That's
0: um, fine. And yeah, sorry. And when you get the project, um, do you will you then sequence it, or or is it coming to you sequenced, or or how does how does that work? So I know from speaking to a couple of other people who have had work published, it, it it ranges from sending the publisher sixty or eighty or however many images, and they do the sequencing, to sending a largely sequenced body of work where the publisher maybe makes one or two minor tweaks
1: depends on the work um yep. there's been the two sort of documentary titles have put out um hard work by amina roche yep. and uh, old domino by jackie roman yep. they were both completed they both had uh they both actually designed their own books right okay so I, I give like very limited uh, Input. yeah t- towards the end i made a few um like critical choices uh, uh yes. this needs to go i'd prefer if this was full bleed that kind of thing yes. yeah yeah um and a little bit technical help with exporting of the files yeah but um and then on the other case like life is full of possibilities by trevor powers yes it, it was his um he took a year's worth of like daily photos right So, which was quite a lot of trust put in me that he gave me his diary, effectively, and said, see what you want to do with this. Right. Which is interesting because he, it's the story of his year, but then I'm putting it in whichever order I want. So it's like this really sort of messed up backwards uh, movie for him, but for everyone else, this is just how.
0: Yeah, yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone who's viewing it is none the wiser, but yeah. he's he's then looking at his 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 work in a book and thinking, "Oh, this is quite this is yeah. a bit different from how I remember the year."
1: Yeah, because there's a um, there's a photo of his then girlfriend who he'd split up with since right. Um, and the the front cover was going to be the image of her. I didn't I didn't know who she was. It was it's yeah. like uh, if you athlete that was the. With the one thingy will have to change that to a different (laughs) (laughs) different cover. He's like, well, on good terms, but my new partner maybe would
0: be I suppose and and the thing is it leads on into an interesting point because if if someone's just handing you over something like that, as you see, there can be people in it, there can be subject matters in it that if on that given day could have a very specific reason for being there that, mm. that you are none the wiser of and you you don't know how it relates or it translates to how how someone was feeling emotionally at that point it could be it Definitely. could be a very a very tragic experience mm. or a very happy experience and they're saying "Oh, i wish that was in i wish that was out etc mm. etc but it's, it's interesting to hear hear that and i suppose you do you, I'm assuming that you must enjoy when you're given a body of work to then sequence it and decide. And at that point, are you deciding how how big you want to make it based on the images
1: that you're seeing? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I think I think the um, sequencing's where my where the my strength and vinyl versus strength lies. Um, yes. Yeah. I think that's where the stuff really comes alive. Yeah. I, I get really like I really engage with the work hard it's right. not just a selection of photos everything like again as i say from how do you get from here to there yes is is really what i'm interested in with with regards to photography yeah um i think i spent quite a lot of time thinking about um like like how photography sequences cuz it yeah it it's not very good at telling stories photography
2: yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: uh, certainly um, a photo essay isn't, you know, you can say quite a lot in one photo, but I've done a few lectures where I've tried to explain that, you know, it, light and moving an image are much better sort of documentary yeah. mediums, but that's where the joy is. Like, how do you, how? what's the least amount of information you can put in to say yeah. the most? Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's where the fun really yeah so, so
0: so how long how long how long will you, will you spend i suppose it varies from one project to another but are you looking at spe- are you looking at, will you look at sequencing something over a week two weeks a month longer or or or, or how, and how 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 do you approach it because i think we all approach sequencing our work ourselves for those of us who do it I enjoy doing it for sequencing for the wee handmade books I do and for presenting work on my website because I don't just want to throw it up into a gallery I think actually there's there's a reason and there's an order and a structure to do it and I print all all the images out on wee contact sheets and they sit on a on a cutting map for probably months on end gathering dust. But at the same time, I'll still walk past and just move them around. So I'm interested to know your how you approach it and, and how long you maybe spend doing it, particularly when you're bringing out only maybe three or four, three or so titles a year. You're it's not as though you're producing three every month sort of thing.
1: Hmm. Um I like to follow my instinct. So yep. the uh, initial edit I will do quite quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um within a few hours i'll yep. just set an alarm and i'll work within that time to... all
2: right okay yeah
1: and then i'll generally leave it for a little bit Yeah. so i think to come back to it sober um yeah and sort of call like the day yes. you can sort of pick out anything that you maybe a little bit emotional awards yeah yeah and then um i'll generally show the photographer straight away then right. always something i found quite useful i give quite detailed design notes
2: okay
1: uh always in like bullet point format right so okay. i've chosen like this photo and this photo together for this reason Um right. there's a blank page here because that of sort this. of thing yeah um which i think helps get my intentions over a little bit better yeah yep um like if i say if i used a photo printed really small in the corner that yep. might be the photographer could take that as like, oh, it, that photo being marginalised. When yes. it could be like, no, it's being used for this particular um, storytelling purpose.
0: Yes. All right. Yeah.
1: So yeah. So and then from there, they can give their their notes on what they think, um,
0: what works, and then and then I suppose mm-hmm. it's a back back and forth in terms of if there's anything that. Yeah, they, they would maybe like to see or any comments they've got, I suppose it's, because I suppose you're you're interpreting their work and a narrative and in the story so mm. I suppose there may be instances where they think, well actually this part of the story works well with this image or, or, what, yeah. or whatever it is. Um,
1: yeah, and, yeah, sorry, carry but on. That is, um, I've always kind of assumed there'd be more dialogue back and forth but most things I've worked with. We've been pretty happy quite quick quickly on.
0: Yep. yeah,
1: um, yeah.
0: That, that 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 kind of ties in with what I support with uh with other people I've spoken to in terms of there I don't think I've really spoken to anyone who said that it's been a very long, prolonged discussion right. in terms of trying to get to finish sequence. It's maybe a case of they've got the initial sequence or 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 they've given it and there's been maybe one or two minor mm. tweaks on general specific images but on the whole it's generally always been a fairly seamless process i'm sure there will be plenty of instances out there where it is not a seamless process um but no it's, it's it's interesting to hear your approach and you work within time scales and and yeah you're you're providing your notes quite succinctly so that they can interpret them and, and understand why you've made the decisions and, and when you're sending it back, are you sending it back in a quite a, for, a set layout in terms of size and etc, all done as you would envisage it being printed?
1: Yeah. Um yeah. I I'll I will ask the photographer how they what sort of size they imagine. The book. The book. Um but the there's, um, I mean, there's been a couple of cases where I've had like the initial discussion with someone, and yep. it's been they've had the idea of something that's just like untenable for Bonnock Press.
0: Yes. Yeah. There,
1: there was someone who wanted like gold leaf printing on the front of the. I'm <laughs> saying, sorry, my friend, this is not the publisher for you. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, Good luck. Which is it, it's fine. It's just yeah. that that's not going to work for me. And then. Yeah.
0: That's it. Yeah. These these things happen at the end mm. of the day. It's uh, someone's interpretation of what they think. But and do you have a do you have a? And I've got obviously I've got a few of your books. But are you, do you have a general set structure set size that you're looking to try and the, ac- accommodate it with? Really?
1: Um, I mean, the majority of stuff's been A five scenes. Yes. Yeah. But uh, don't necessarily need to stick to that. It's. Uh, mm. put, I'll yeah. put other things out. Um. Yeah. Working on a book company with Jenny Riffle. Who oh. it, it, this has taken a long time. We've had this in the pipeline for about four years, maybe, maybe, maybe longer. We just right. don't. When she's busy, I'm not, and when I'm busy, she isn't. Yeah, uh, we will get to it. Um, it was there'll be some good work, and yeah, um, good. but but that'll be that'll be sort of the next. The, big in terms of actual size um, yeah. physical dimensions yeah the title that we'll put out but Uh, beyond that i think it's mostly looking towards zines oh yeah but i think a box of zines might be an interesting one with a handmade box that's yeah
0: i i think i think that there's quite a nice feel to that and there's a i I think also because you're because you're not producing 30 zines a year or something like that actually to do something like that is, I think would really be quite nice and very special about it. be something real mm-hmm. special about it and I think yeah E5 size really very nice and it's yeah, just something that's like well, obviously Cafe uh, Royal books they do quite a few boxes as well and they've got their big subscription of their mm. huge big monster box with a copy of everything and mm. i think there's something that's really very nice about it and it, i think it can present a body of a, a collection of zines really mm. really
1: well really it nicely was- it would be like one project within a box. It wouldn't be like yes. a brand yeah. of a subscription box. Yes, yeah, so.
0: ab- yeah, absolutely, yes. But yeah, no, I, th- I think that's that sounds really quite interesting and and something a wee bit different as well.
1: Mm, yeah, just something to maybe make some work a little bit special. Um, yeah, because the, the whole idea of is it's quite democratic, but yes, playing around with that, putting it in a you know handmade yeah. box, you've made something that's exclusive um,
0: yeah absolutely and it becomes yeah, it becomes a, a real a real object as opposed hmm. to just just as opposed to just another zine and yeah. i think yeah for the right projects it, it can really make just a nice a nice wee touch to it as well which i think um, would work well
1: maybe even as a special edition of something else which is yep. simply just to offset costs you yeah. know it's it's added value on a business level which yep. isn't particularly fun to think about but it it helps subsidize other things.
0: Well, the thing is you look at so many people who bring out editions and it's the book with a slipcase or it's a book with a print or it's a book with two or three prints, and it happens all the time. And um the book with the prints are always great if you like that print. If you don't like the print, then the book with the print is really not mm-hmm. worth not worth the paper it's printed on, unfortunately. Um, I I've bought a couple with prints, but more often than not buy the I just buy the books unless it's a print I really really want but Jul- yeah. Julian Cavalry his book was one exception because you could select any print from the book uh. to get done as a print which I thought was actually and you actually as part of it you actually got this we no one who's listened and can see this but basically as part of it there was a wee booklet that you were sent, which has all the details for every print and instructions for how to order which print that you wanted. Oh wow! And I thought that was it was it was a lovely touch because you, I've had the book for a year and I've still not selected the print. But <laughs> you, you could spend time with the book, decide what image you actually liked, and then order the image. So at that point, actually, yeah, you're making a choice as opposed to here's a choice of three images. If you don't like the images, well, you're
1: you're stuck basically yeah, so you give like a yeah. degree of uh communication and yeah, collaboration absolutely. with yeah. your viewer which is absolutely really but cool. as, I,
0: as you say. i i'm very much uh i'm very much of uh very much a fan of a nice slipcase or a nice box presentation purposes of of the book then mm. the, more often than not i'll sign up for that every every day of the week as a because it, it's, it becomes part of the the book object as opposed to the, the print object which some people want mm. to put on their wall and things like that as well so it's, it's quite interesting and and just i suppose touching on the the design and the technical elements of it obviously you spend quite a bit of time working on the layout working on the design and um, i won't go into the technical software details because most of us will be used to using lightroom but um, i'm assuming it's probably indesign or publisher or indesign yeah, InDesign, yeah. and um when it comes to the paper choices, that's something that I suppose people are maybe more aware of because if people who are maybe self-publishing through Mixum or you love print and stuff like that, you're basically given a list of options and a sh- and a wee description. So I'm just interested to know how you go about selecting the papers that you want to use and do you use the same ones for every book or are you, are you
1: maybe tweaking them around depending
0: on what the work is?
1: It definitely depends on the work. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, I guess if I've got a preference, I tend to like uh, uncoated paper, but then right. not not every work looks great on that. Um, yes. like, yeah. uh, for instance, landscape stuff looks quite muddy on that. So uncoated. You'd really want, yeah, so you'd want something close at a mat. Yeah. But then maybe you want it to be muddy for whatever reason, so then you would stick to that. Yeah. Um, the second book we put out, Shuni uh, Polly, that had like a yellow gradient cover, Right. So it went glossy because it, it helped with the sort of the vividness of everything. Yeah. So it, it just depends. Um, I, Generally, I, I prefer uncoated paper just because a lot of that's the tactile I like how it yes. feels. Um,
0: yeah, yep, absolutely. Yeah, and as you say, you've got to. It will always be very much dependent on what the project is, because there's no point putting something on a on a type of paper that really just doesn't work for it or doesn't present images in the best possible way.
1: It's true. I'm um, just going to sort of negate from the the work when the ideally you don't want anyone to really notice what the paper type is. If they're thinking about that, you've probably chosen the wrong one.
0: Yeah, that that's it. But at the same, I, yeah. What you want them is to notice that it basically complements the mm. complements the images i think which is probably the if you've done that then that's you you know you've selected the right paper yes right paper choice and when it comes to marketing obviously working with a publisher you benefit from their connections mm. their customer base and um, how, how do you find that works? It, obviously, you'll you have a number of customers who have, keep an eye on your website just as much as I do, and obviously social media and everything like that as well, which I think is the bane of everyone's life, but needs most.
1: Yeah, I mean, I try not to complain too much about social media. It's without yeah. it, Ronald Press wouldn't exist. I, yeah. I'm not going to spend money on uh, not ad- and advertising. Absolutely, so yeah. Something organic is all I can do. Yeah. Um. The strongest thing still always a mailing list. Yes. Um. Just because people open them, and if done non-cynically, you can. You know, if you if you bombard people, you'll just turn them straight off. Yeah. But with ours, try not to do too much. Started last year a series of called it the Dispatch, which is mm. just uh Brownell press emails that were well, there was some interviews for photographers. Yeah. Um I did like a couple of QA ones. Yeah. Um just so people had a reason to so they actually got something for signing up to the yes. To the and, and, yeah and, I don't think a discount code's enough because that's still quite um a lot of people might feel a bit used by that when I could if I could actually give something someone something of value.
0: Yeah, something that's of interest um, to them themselves.
1: Yeah, so it, it works on all, all ways. And I, I mean, I quite like interviewing people. Yep. It's something I don't really get to do. So I had interviews with Andreas Olsen, um, Angie and Shada from Lungs, yep. uh, a, a variety of things. It's a really good one that I need to update because some of the work's changed by Jacinda Russell.
2: All right, so yeah.
1: There'll, there'll be some good stuff. Um, Laying a book out for it, Jacinda a few weeks ago, actually. Um, Very good. but not for Granville It was like a freelance sort of thing, yeah. Um, Instagram's by far the most powerful, right, of social media just because it's visual, yes, yeah. Um, Twitter, it, it's really good for conversation, but people don't click links, yeah, Yep. Um, so as a as a discussion tool, it's great, but is for actually selling anything. It's not on the not the same power. Yeah, and Facebook's pretty much dead at this point. For I just yep. can't. There's no traction whatsoever. And I, I think the I think the Facebook account was the first one. I think have that. Right. So that'll be eight years old. And you know, yep. you look if you get two likes on a post and yeah. with a thousand followers, it's, there's no real point of it.
0: Yeah, you you as you say with these things, when it's not your day job, you've got to work out where the best use of your time is spent.
1: Exactly,
0: it comes back to if you've got an hour of your time to do social media, as an example, including your newsletter. Well. You're probably best spending a bit of time doing that on your newsletter because as you say they're the people who actually want to receive something from from you and have signed exactly. up to do it and um, and then as you say, work out where where's where are the most visitors coming from and if, if yeah. they're coming from instagram the the sign is probably focus your time and energy there and then yeah. work, work your way down because like like you i have only so much time that i can f- Justify spending, doing it, and promoting the blue escapes, etc. And you've got to look at where the visitors come from. Where do people actually visit the site from? And for me, actually, most people visit the site from Facebook. Right, massive, yeah. And I think a lot of it's because there's a lot of book, photo book groups on Facebook. Mm-hmm. they they will click on the links um, and then it goes down dramatically it's i think out all the people at the moment who visit from social media i think it's about 70 percent are from facebook relative to instagram and twitter i think twitter's next and then instagram's bottom now pete that's not to say people won't view it Mm. but they're not they're not necessarily coming on and engaging with the site, and um, so it's an interesting one. So you think royalty right, can I really be bothered to put in more, particularly when Instagram make it so hard for you to schedule and post yeah, links yeah. and all that sort of stuff? It just it does my nothing. But anyway, um, so yeah, it's in, it's interesting that yeah, it's, it's it's focusing on on where it is, and I suppose you've also got to the the photographer whose work you're publishing. They've got to engage with their audience base as
1: well. Yeah, um, I'm lucky the past couple of things I've put out have been by photographers who've had quite good social media reach. Yes, um, I mean, uh, Tyrone Williams, his he, he's quite popular on Instagram. Yeah, um, he I, I don't choose anyone based on how many followers yes. they've got, yep. but it, it's quite handy his reach and Isaac Alb, her yep. her reach is very high, yes, uh, to, to the point where. That was the most successful title we've put out by. Right. Um, that, that really did make a difference. But I, I still wouldn't pay any attention. I've I've put work out by people who don't have websites. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, put, I've... I've put work out by people who've never exhibited a photo before. Yeah. Or published a photo. Uh, Julia Christians, that there. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's almost no online presence of her work. She's just a friend who puts good photos out. So I published uh
0: <laughs> yeah. but it's, sometimes it's the nicest way and sometimes it is it's for me it's it's the joy of coming across something that you come across by sheer yeah. pot luck and you think well this is this is really nice body of work and yeah that you yeah you you hope that you can find some more work but not not always and as you say it can just be the only thing that they've, they've done and you're lucky enough just to be able to pick up a copy of it or or True. see it even. That's that's it. And sometimes those are the nicest finds that you, you're then looking back in a few years' time and you pick it out from the shelf and you think, yeah, this is a really a really nice find and just and just something really worthwhile enjoying. Definitely.
1: And one interesting thing with Instagram is the idea of takeovers. So I like to yes. be able to give the Brunel Press account to someone for a week. Yep. And, reckon, yeah, they, they get... They get some new eyes on their work. Yes. I hopefully get some new eyes on my yep. page. And you know, it just works for everyone. And it's you know, it's fun. Like yeah. Social media is not a massive amount of fun a lot of times when it comes yeah. to a business, a, yes. small, a small business at all. But um, it's something I'm finding with Twitter. I, I'm tweeting in my voice a little bit more. Yep. than I used to, uh maybe speak a of bit officially, when I can be a little bit more, wry and sarcastic on Twitter, yeah. and I think people appreciate that. Yeah, I I, I just realised that it's it's a bit easier to be personal on there. Yeah, and you know sometimes I can be a bit abrupt. There was, a uh, uh, alt right troll complaining once. Right, I put a very very uh, sharp message <laughs> of what I thought of that. <laughs>
0: But that that's yeah i think it's sometimes it's a it's a it's a challenge or a case of getting the right balance as well in terms of how wh- how you want to come across and yeah, as you say, it's it's an interesting one. sometimes people engage sometimes people don't and then you think right okay why aren't they engaging should they be engaging in this should i be doing something differently what happens if i try this and it's a vicious circle to be perfectly honest but it's it's the way it's the way it is so um but yeah it's, it, I think as you talk about it, it's an interesting way yeah you you hand over your instagram to to one of your one of the photographers and yeah it, it works as a collaboration it works both mm. ways you're putting something in but they're also putting they're also putting something into the process as well
1: i've i've opened it up to people who haven't published with this yes. before just yep. people who work alike yep. and um, to the point I'd be more than happy for you to take over the thing for a week at some point if you wish.
0: Yeah, be would deli- be delighted to. Yeah, it's it's. I'm I'm always interested to see to see what other work people produce and just mm-hmm. to to share something that's a wee bit different. And as you say, it just allows networks to grow and you 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 become connected with new names. And I, I suppose it comes also back to some of the the pod, the podcast that I do. And it's uh, it's when you hear other books that people, other photographers. Enjoy and, and and are inspired by, and it's opened my eyes to a whole host of new names and styles and genres and photographers that I would never have normally come across through my mm. own through my own personal interests. But it allows you to explore, and you can take take a bit of inspiration from as well. So it's it's always it's always good from that point of view, and I think if, there's always something for someone to learn and, and gain something from.
1: Without a doubt. I mean, there's there's so many people taking photos um, out there, which yeah. is, I mean, some people can get quite frustrated by that. Um, yeah. But I, I love thinking, like, what is the purpose of photography? Like, what's the point of me taking a photo of this when however many people have taken photos of it, be it for art, be it for uh, Google Street View, be it whatever, yeah. I find that quite freeing. Yeah. It, um, it, it, yeah with there's 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 a lot of lot of options there and I mean in terms of even like our wheelhouse, the sort of fine art photography. Um, you know, there's there's so many people doing it from all yeah. all sorts of from like the more street based stuff to people who are probably would regard themselves more artists than photographers, people who use like Photography in an artistic way, which yes. I probably fall more into now. Yes. Um. Yep. So yeah, there's, there's just there's an endless endless amount of. It's yeah. it's pretty it's really fun when you find maybe a photographer who's got a hundred followers on Instagram. You, you look at their work and it's like, wow, this person's fully formed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why? Why? Why is there only a hundred people following them? And then you look at some people who've got a hundred thousand followers, and you think. Why?
1: something doesn't add up <laughs> yeah i know
0: that that's it. it it can be it can be it can be a lot of luck it can be they joined earlier on when the algorithm was a bit more favorable and it wasn't yeah. so much in terms of i'm paying you money sort of algorithm which i think is very much the case it's uh, it's always an interesting one but he, hold they're in a, they're in they're in the business to make money as well and it's the
1: of course they're no, they're no
0: charity that's it absolutely so So, no
1: worries. (laughs) Put me light on the... Yeah, sitting
0: in darkness, don't worry about (laughs) it. It's it's fine. My cats have made guest appearances, phones have made guest appearances and all sorts (laughs) in the episodes, so I don't worry about these things. So, yeah, so obviously we talk about photo books. I know you've obviously published a a number of of your own work, which I'm delighted to have... But what I'm always interested in, as uh, we've talked about, it, is what are your favourite photo books from other photographers on your bookshelves?
1: Right. Um, I'd say my favourite photo book of all time is Niagara by Alex Oath. Oh, right, yeah. I have here. First edition. Um, Very nice. Bought it around the time it came out in yep. Manchester. Yeah. Um, it, it tends to be Sleeping by the Mississippi that gets all the plaudits. Yes. From um, him, but Niagara came not that long afterwards, and right. it's it. Sleeping by the Mississippi is like Alex a dreamer in that book. You know, he's 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 looking at the sky. He's, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's he's swinging in a hammock. He's enjoying the possibilities of the river. Yeah. But Ni- Niagara's quite a seedy book. It's right. it's quite unpleasant in places. Right. Hard um, hitting. Yeah, well maybe not even hard hitting. He just he, he went to the poor side of to uh the, the so that he went to the um the American side of Niagara Falls, which is quite poor. The yeah the Canadian side's quite well off. Yeah. And um just the photos have got the site. Bit nasty edge to them in places okay. there's, there's definitely a um there's definitely a an edge to it's he's not sneering because he's he's too sympathetic a photographer for that but there's yeah. he, he, I think he's aware that he's he's dealing with the edges of an area um yeah and
2: right.
1: it it's just there's something quite raw about it it's got it's got what I'd consider his best portraits in um but it's also got like, like unbelievably, like traditionally beautiful photos. Like Love by that. any standards, Gee, right here yeah. the landscape uh, with a photo of the falls, which like by any any metric that's a beautiful photo. You know, yes. Ansel Adams could have taken that. Yeah. But then you've got portraits like, um, yeah, which is a, a, a nude portrait of. A, couple yeah. who are like overweight middle-aged Yeah, it's it's raw you know the yeah it's, the, it's a
0: very it's a massive contrast between yeah. between that
1: i mean that because he, he made, manages to make that portrait a really tender photograph yes despite the fact that i mean the bloke's old man is facing right at you um okay. like it's yep. like it, it, you can't help but think that's in that's intentionally chosen yep and um, the sort of kitsch, sort of tackiness of Niagara comes across in it. But then, like, bits of tenderness really show. Yeah. Um, It's just a really brave project in a lot of ways. I think it's the start of Alex Soth, the character. Yes. She's yes. definitely become. Yeah. But it's, it, like, it's everything about it. It's, it's beautifully bound, it's leather bound. Yeah, very nice. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just a huge fan of it. it. It really, it really opened my eyes to what like photography and book form could be. Yeah, because it's it's not just one thing. It's it's there's, there's real depth to the work.
2: Yes. Like, yeah,
1: you, you can have you can have beauty and repulsion and uh, introspection. You can have them all together. You don't have to. Yeah. Just focus on one. Like, the idea that photography is this. Really, like thin medium that's just shallow yep. and has no, no depth. Well, I mean that's that's literally really nice. in scope. Yeah. I would say, very
2: good.
1: Yeah, but I mean like that. It, it's quite telling that Alex Scott's always had a thing about like the great American novel. Yes, and he is borrowing on making it there. It never has since particularly. He's he's done great work since, but it's never had that sort of like grandness to it but, that yeah. he achieved with um. Niagara.
0: Yes, cool.
1: Oh. Um, my favorite book of the past few years has yep. been this. It is by uh, Clara de Tizanos and it's called Por uh, Maniobras de un Toceto, which uh, translates to like by the maneuvers of a third party. And it's almost completely abstract photos of. Um, like found, oh, right. found photos, um, and it's like they right. physical, like f- prints that yes. have been pasted in, right? Ooh, and this book is a total mystery. Um, it's like it feels like a, Quite fascinating. It it, it, it it genuinely feels like it's in another language, in the way that right. most the only Japanese photography feels. I've long yep. had a feeling that Japanese photography. It exists in a like a different language to Western photography. Yeah, it, it happened in isolation a little bit. So the likes of Iraqi and uh, Mariama and photographers like that are, are speaking a different language to say Walker Evans and Robert Frank and Dorothea Lange and people like that. Yeah, um, and this again, I mean, it's just so so out there. Um, I I don't understand it, but I want to. And I, which is this great dichotomy that just draws me in. Um, it, it's, it's so, bordering on not being full. It's composed of photographs. It's bordering on not being photography. It's not a photography project. As such, yes. she's an it, artist. Um, yeah,
0: great It sounds very much like a more of a an artist book style sort of thing as opposed to yeah your, your, what you traditionally expect but yeah it looks the the work looks really quite interesting and as you see the it's very uh very tactile with with work stuck onto the top of it as well it's not just printed so and, dense uh, yeah no not just printed and bound there's real depth to it
1: yeah, um, and it's it's very layered. I mean, in, in terms of like physically having yes. the layers, but yeah. in terms of, it, it it's like the it there's a bit of uh, like a family scrapbook in there, but it's not. It, it just it touches so many bases without yeah without being about any of them. And yeah. I, I think I love the fact that it confuses me. I think if I understood yeah. it more, yeah, it would lose some of its charm. But I yeah. don't expect that I ever. will figure it out
0: yeah i think i think there's always something nice about a book when you look at it and you're not necessarily sure what it is you're looking at or what it what it's about and you maybe have a bit of a clue but actually it allows your mind to create its own interpretation of it. and i think there's always something really quite nice about that and um, it-, it can be something such as that or it could be the landscape when you're maybe unsure about scale or or what the subject matter is, and the textures and the details. I think really to allow your own mind to wander and to create its own interpret, mm. create its own version of the story or what it is you're looking at. It's a wonderful thing. As opposed mm. to, as opposed to looking at something and being told or immediately knowing exactly what it is or and how big it is or what or or what's what what the landscape is in the setting that it's in.
1: As I said earlier, I'm I'm not particularly drawn to free literal will work. Um, yeah. And I think that's increasingly something I'm noticing. Like yeah. anything I like now tends to be you really quite playful and yeah uh, alien. Cool. Yes. Um which that that definitely falls into. So yeah. I, I okay. think I, I picked this up last last summer. Mm-hmm. So it was in the middle of lockdown I got right, to okay. from Italy, yes. which took yes. a while. I can um, imagine and oh, my dog's just come to say hello. Hello Benji. Um <laughs> <laughs> um and it, it yeah it just fascinated me it, it, it luckily I think it turned up at the right time I was um in my own work I was dealing with some things that um they just give us the right amount of inspiration that I didn't cool. I didn't buy it for that particularly I don't I don't yes. tend to buy photo books as research
2: yeah
1: um I don't want to I don't want to be inspired by them as much I just want to enjoy them for what they are yeah, uh, but this happened to have been the sort of perfect storm of turning up at the latest.
2: Yeah, excellent.
1: Um, the next book is uh, I've got two more. Actually, cool. I've, I've got three. I've got three in the pile. But that's uh, nah, fine. Three. three, three's but allowed. The has... uh the, the eyes that he has by Wingo Kawachi. Right again. Um. The. Ringo's quite a alien photographer and that she just doesn't see the world in the way I see the world. Someone yeah. mentioned that she sees the world in quite a childlike way. Um, there's right. lots of spheres in it and like yeah. lots of close focus and um this like the idea that possibly it's how a like a, a very young child uh, that when the eyes haven't totally focused, they're mostly seeing shapes rather than detail. Yeah. And there's, there's definitely some of that in Winkle's work. Cool. There's like a lightness of touch to it that yep. is, I really, really appreciate. Really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to photographers who work in that style a lot because it's so easy to make to try and be, like have a light, lightness of touch and just to make yeah. really boring photos.
0: Look, yeah, it looks nice. I must say, I like a lot of Japanese photography as well. It's it's really... It, some of it's quite very unique and very unique style, particularly black and white, very, very high contrast and stuff like that. Without um, a doubt. But again, yeah, it can be it can be very nice. Learning. And the Japanese love their books, really. Yeah,
1: exactly. They've definitely been, like, pioneering a lot of things. Yeah, like... absolutely. Yeah,
0: definitely. It, they view their books very much as art, as opposed to just as opposed to a book. Yeah, it's
1: its own so art form. Um, yeah. When I think we're still, full, we've had the like photo book boom of oh, fifteen years, I think yeah. there's a lot of people who do see it as a. It's just a companion piece to an exhibition. Yes. Or it's, or it's the 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 jumping point on an exhibition? Yeah. Rather um, well, than, I definitely see it as work in itself. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I agree, and I think the Japanese view it very much as mm. work in itself.
1: Yeah, I think this just a good I think there's quite a lot of um Japanese photographers who publish quite regularly. So they almost so like the zines are almost like like personal magazines. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that the you'll uh, like a photographer like um Erin Cross, yep. she um she, uh, she photographs uh the like street photography. Um but I don't know, she's got like a quite a wry eye on things and Most street photography doesn't, it leaves me a bit cold. I think it possibly does help that she's female because the men in street photography is, you know, there's a trope there that we all know, the sort of aggressive man with camera.
0: Yes, yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So she possibly um, gets a little bit of a a free pass with um, with that. Yeah, Um, she, she publishes really frequent scenes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see people doing that and it's a different approach to how someone presents their work and yeah i think i think yeah it's a wonderful thing when someone's got the ability and the determination to do it as well
1: yeah it's um she's it it again it, it's the language barrier i like the fact that i don't understand it and that, that yeah. really that really does appeal because um I, I just don't like photography tells me exactly what it is i need to. yes yeah i need i need some figuring out otherwise i'm I'd yeah. more than just look at a painting
0: yeah yeah nice dog
1: <laughs> yeah he's he's very clingy uh, he's the marketing assistant of granola press very good we,
0: everyone needs a marketing assistant <laughs> i'd like to say my cats can my cats assist but they do absolutely s- nothing towards the marketing of, uh, of Bibloscapes, unfortunately, or anything <laughs>
1: else. Uh, yeah. Um, the next book, uh, actually, the, the two uh, books I've got left, are, I bought them both in New York when right. I was getting the idea betwa- behind Ronald yep. Uh One is, it's, it's an Alex Oath book again, it's uh, House of Courts where he was working under the pseudonym of Lester B. Morrison. Yeah. Um, so he plays a sort of character like a recluse reclusive hideaway man and yes. it, it's half text half photo All right, a, yeah. a writer called Brad Zillard and I just love, love how playful it is and yeah. I mean Alex Sothe is my favourite photographer yeah. but um, I like the fact that he's just since now guys has been really determined not to do the same work again yeah. he could he could make Sleeping by the Mississippi again and it would do fine you know he'd sell endless amounts of copies yeah, he could make one of them every every eight years and, and do fine, but he keeps sort of
0: Pushing redefining himself. yeah,
1: yeah redefine what he wants to take photos of, and but then still has this like, like body of work that's quite cohesive and
0: yes, um,
1: yeah. it, it, it's quite an interesting book. I mean, the, the photos are all shot on instant camera, so the, each of the photos is relatively poor. Well, that's the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it becomes something more because. Before I'm a photographer, I don't I don't care a massive amount about individual photos. Yeah, it's, um,
2: yes,
1: it's, especially other people's. I mean, mine possibly, but uh, I, I, where the magic happens, where where you, the idea of the third photo, you know, you've got two photos next to each other, the yes. imaginary thing that sits in between. That's yep. where the yeah,
0: yeah, it's look, it's looking at, as looking at in here a coherent body of work that's that, that's where that's where it really becomes more interesting as opposed to wow look at that picture wow look at that picture and, and i think yeah for me it's certainly look at look at something that's a that's a completed body and it, mm. it might be half a dozen images it could be 60 images whatever it is the number is really relevant it's it can yeah. all be and that's designed. that's where
1: the skill is as well where yeah. you're using the right amount of photos that applies to to what you're trying to say
0: yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's getting it so that you're you're taking out images that don't add anything to the set and it's not just having them in for the sake of having them having them in it.
1: Exactly. Um, but that's something I try to do when I'm editing is try to yep. take out superfluous things. Yes. Most set of the I rule. I try not to photo. Personally, I try not to photograph the same thing twice unless yep. I know I've messed a photo up. Yes, yeah. I've been mean, someone who like, photographs the, the same thing repeatedly unless I know. I've actually made a mistake. Well, yeah. Um, and the final book is, um, Lick quick line by Ron Jude. Right. Um, which is ostensibly landscape photography. It, yeah. um, it's the story of walk on a trail. Okay. It's, yeah. It's, it's super dense. He, he hints at a lot of things. Um, so you are sort of getting the feeling of, being a woodsman on this this trail yes. it's really dense and for all i've just said i, I don't care particularly about individual photos that uh, ron jude is a tremendous photographer and that he he puts a lot into one photo thing yeah uh, it, it would take me three or four photos to get that much information that he puts into one which i find a, a fascinating skill yeah yeah
0: yeah, I've seen some of his work I think things at twelve hertz or something like that. That's right, one, yeah. Yeah, one of his other books I've seen that. I'm sure I've got that on a wish list somewhere. Um, that will no doubt get added to the bookshelf mm-hmm. at some point in the future. But, uh, but no, yeah. Again, it's yeah, it's really nice work, and I think he's quite a prolific publisher or quite a prolific, yeah, photographer um, in terms of it, in terms of the number of books he's got from a whole variety of publishers as well.
1: Yeah, he's put stuff out on um I mean that was published by Mark in the past yep. three or four, maybe four or five have been published by by Mark. Uh previous to that he did a lot of stuff with the Ice Plant. Yep. Who a right, yep. fantastic American publisher.
0: Yeah. But no, yeah, it's, it's it's really really nice work. So yeah, I need mm. another one to check out. So
1: he also self- ran A Jump Books, which I don't think totally t- defunct, but um they they Tend not to publish very often i think they've right. put like one thing out in the past couple of years they were they were a huge influence on for an first start and just yeah. quite singular and vision okay yeah but without any of their books particularly looking the same so they've put yes. stuff up by Elon uh, jude by um sean records by photographers like that and
0: cool oh, very good yeah but it's always it's interesting to see how yeah you, you brown press has been inspired by other other Definitely. similar publishers and it, it's it's yeah. fascinating from that point view just to see how how you've built up and stuck very much to what you want it to be without trying to become something that you don't want it to be and
1: yeah that that i mean that that is really important to, yeah. so it doesn't become um one of the cool things that's happened from Vernal fest that i can't take any credit for it's just one of them things but quite a lot of photographers who've published with me have started their own sort of um, concerns of uh, most notably Ian Sargent's in that place. Yes, yep. Um, and yeah, he's absolutely ran with it. He yeah. gets uh, so much coverage and utterly deserved it. Yeah, it's yeah. fantastic what he does. But um, Russell and Julia runs uh, Goldenrod Editions. All right, yep. Lorenzallo had Match Books, which I think done now right um and david o'brien's got acacia press who don't yes. do much but it exists um, yeah
0: that that's it yeah it's, um, it's good to
1: see so i like to think myself like maybe a sort of help inspire these. Uh, well absolutely yeah.
0: the thing is you've been inspired by other publishers mm-hmm. and you will inspire other publishers and they will then so, inspire yeah. and you do it whether you're a publisher whether you're a book designer whether you're a photographer and that's mm that's part of what we all do and ho- hopefully, yeah, it begins to spread and um, at some point they will be talking about how they were inspired to start up what they did by Bla- Brown Owl Press um, Yeah,
1: it's, it's really cool I mean, it's like a lot it's good seeing all my contemporaries so the likes of um, uh, The Velvet Cell Anna yes, is yep. an old friend um, yep. uh, Meanwhile Press again Mark, yep. uh, I think I might be on hiatus but uh, I know Mark pretty well uh, Ant Lab Press is on hiatus but that was that was a fantastic little concern yeah. that I think a lot of people missed but the additions were so small that I guess no one did miss it because they sold out yeah uh, Press was great and um, Ollie uh, still very occasionally chatted on Instagram um got a lot of time for that um it's how I discovered Rosie Kluski's work who uh later published yeah through that and really really good So sort of, yeah. again lightness of touch that they really had that that's probably the closest stuff came to looking at a publishers aesthetic and being like yeah that's
0: that's really nice yeah just
1: well done so yeah so it's been great talking about
0: uh, obviously Brown Isle Press what are you up to with your own personal work because obviously you you do a lot of that as well and very much separate from Brown Isle Press um
1: I've got quite a lot of irons in the fire. Um right. I've I've always been quite a slow worker in terms of uh, I sit on work a lot, uh, yep. uh I edit slowly. Um, nice like, um everyone has an Iceland project. I've got one from like 13 years ago that's just I think I, I put one of the contact sheets on Instagram a while ago. Some <laughs> cynical, uh, <laughs> um uh, which uh, I'll never I'll never do anything with that. But in um, yeah. the past the past year, even though COVID hasn't particularly given me any more time as uh, my job wasn't affected by it, I've really, I don't think it's COVID related, but I've really worked, I've really done a lot more work. Right, okay. I, I, I can't claim I'm any more inspired or yeah. Um, I've, there's no real change in circumstances that allows us to. I just yep. I seem to have mowed that on a little bit. You, dude. Um, I think some of it was a perfect storm in that – um two things that i've been working on long term started uh they, they they passed the point of where the bulk of it was done so yeah yeah um one was a project called End transmission right okay. which is quite conceptual for me it's okay. just about how much information can be stripped from a photo yeah well it still transmits a uh well, it can still communicate its message
0: okay right, right. okay sounds um,
1: interesting yeah very much um yeah. like book formed there's a yes. dummy that's sitting with a publisher I won't mention, um, and it, possibly it, it, there's a few talks were a couple of galleries Good. that did um, did a project called Stymie, right. which I'm looking for a publisher for because I don't want the Press isn't Alpaca Press. Yes, yeah, I've, absolutely. Yeah, I very much run it in a, a dictatorial sense. I'm utterly in control of Ronald Press, you know, did, yep. it, it, it might match my tastes and things, yep. but it's it's not a vehicle for me. Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, yep.
1: I, I mean, I don't mind publishing some of my own stuff. And if I do, it's probably a cash generator for, you know, the, I need to generate some cash flow. Yeah. Um, or, yeah, that's, that's what that comes down to. But, um, yeah, stymie is about frustration and i cool. um, trying to work through the ideas of being frustrated.
2: Very And oh, um, right. I think
1: it's it's pretty solid work. Yep. And um, there's a few other bits I've got on the go. I'm doing something mm-hmm. which is quite documentary based for me called These Tired Monuments. Right. Just trying to photograph bits of uh, the remains of brutalist architecture in Newcastle. Right. But it's more me coming to terms with where I'm from than an actual documentary. So, yeah. as always, my work's always about me yes absolutely yeah. it's all it's about really um i've got a massive ego <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no yeah those those projects sound really good so yeah it'll be interesting to see where eh, to see them come to fruition at some point in the future and eh, be a big or up on a big wall in a gallery which hopefully shouldn't be too long before these places begin to open back up again
1: fingers crossed um the it's it's just really odd to be able to show new work off because yeah. it, it tended to be in the past that like every two three years i'd have a new body of work i would stop trying to show it yeah um but now i've i mean i've got a couple of other little things that i didn't even mention so i've got like five bodies at work right. and realistically show people
2: cool. which Very
1: is good. which is uh pretty good and I've, yeah. I've got a little bit of um sort of commercial work coming um I'm, but no, I use the term commercial grandly. Um, hopefully, doing some record sleeves for Very, oh, some cool. some some labels that are really um, responding to the artwork.
0: Yes, uh, guys right,
1: responding to the music. Um, yeah, that could be pretty yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, it's something. It's something a wee bit different. That's that's yeah. the thing as well. We're just opens you up to a, a different a different field in a different area which I th- which I think does no one any harm and as you say to have a couple of projects quite advanced then to have a few other uh few other things on the on the back burner as well that you're you're beginning to work through as well it's like yeah I'm terrible procrastination and I've got so many projects that <laughs> I really need to uh work on. I've got I think there's about four memory cards underneath my computer <laughs> that I have still got images on that date back probably the best part of nearly three years now, I think. Um, but they'll they'll get taken off at some point. I I'll quite happily could sit on images for years before I really have a look through them and then and then slowly take my time through because yeah you're you're your approach
1: changes, and yeah, a lot of things aren't type sensitive as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, especially yeah. if you're not working within like a documentary sense. Correct. A lot of things it doesn't matter. You can you can wait. Yeah.
0: That's it. Absolutely. I mean, I'm in no rush. To be honest, I've got no time at the moment because I decided to start a side project called Biblioscapes, which seems which. <laughs> Which takes up enough enough of my time at the moment, but uh, I'm getting slightly better at uh, scheduling things and planning things. So at some point, um, some point already some free time. But it's been a pleasure chatting to you this evening. I'll thank you very much for your for your giving up some of your time. It really has been wonderful to hear about Brown Brownell Press and to get a different perspective because everyone who listens to the podcast, um, they've heard from, um primarily the photographers and the authors, a few designers thrown in there. So actually to hear from a publisher's perspective as well, I think just adds a, adds a different dimension in terms of how they approach it and how you approach it compared to how someone maybe approaches it if, if they are looking for a publisher as well for themselves. So yeah, thank thank you very much for your time.
1: It's been my pleasure. I'd like to say, if anyone needs to, anyone wants any further information on stuff that I've said, feel free to email um, or, or tweet. I'm always happy to have uh,
0: conversations, public
1: discussions too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I
0: think it's great because it allows other people to join in as well.
1: I've got no interest in like gatekeeping. Yep. I don't think that's helpful. Um, I'm more than happy to to give me time to to um, someone who just cool. wants to because it's, it's mostly little simple things that i take yeah. for granted like yeah. just the the like what, what bleed is and uh, yeah. Yeah. a a yeah. lot of people just don't good if they don't have a background and that they don't know yeah and for the sake of me giving up five minutes of my time it's just it's the nice thing to do and i think other people would do that for me so
0: yeah as, as you say it can be a lot of just wee, very very small simple questions that people are just unsure about that can have a huge impact on whatever they're doing even if it's just getting something self self-printed for themselves a couple of copies or whatever for friends and yeah, as you say the ability to just be able to offer wee bits of advice tidbits of information here and there i think yeah it's a wonderful wonderful thing and yeah it's it's a very great it's a it's a great community as well and yeah. i think i think that's why i'm key that's why i'm keen to try and build and Establishes Mm. is a is a vibrant photo book community because there's people out there who love photo books, people out there who love producing them, making them, photographing them, designing them, whatever.
1: I think um it's something I'm quite guilty of that I sort of forget about the community aspect of things. With the like I said earlier, I'm quite isolated in terms of um like I've got quite a creative social circle, but
2: there's
1: not that many photographers in it. Yeah, and I tend not to. Attend many photo events. Yeah, and even like book fairs. I only at the height of being able to travel. I was only doing one a year.
2: Yeah,
1: which yep. would typically be like every other year would be the Brighton Biennial, and then on the off year something else, be at Liverpool. Yeah,
2: um,
1: which I would always enjoy chatting to people and and um, not being understood by people in London when <laughs> I tried to talk to them. <laughs> Um, take, a but, trans-
0: take a translator with you.
1: Yeah, there was there was one time there was, um, Trine Stevenson who, right. um, she was running her magazine and she was at the table next to me. She's Norwegian, right. And there was a fella came up and he was talking away, and they, no, they, no no problems communicating whatsoever. Then he comes to my uh, table and he, just, he understood nothing. And then he <laughs> thought for a second, and then he said do you speak english i'm like holy, oh, <laughs> like well maybe i don't but that's <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah the, the community aspect of it i do it's something i should focus on more even if it's just tweeting yeah because i'm 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 good with people i like to chat about photography and it's something i don't do enough so yeah uh anyone out there feel free to chat to me about yeah. photography
0: yeah, I'll send you a few tweets. Don't worry about that.
1: Feel free. Feel free. <laughs> anyway,
0: it's been a pleasure chatting to you. I really thank you very much for your time.
1: Always, I've really enjoyed this. Thank Thanks. you very much. Cheers. Take care.